0: Me gente, dímelo, 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 was good. Hope all is well and you're enjoying the holidays with friends, families, loved ones, or even yourself. Either way, take time to relax, enjoy, celebrate all that you've done this year. That's what I've been doing. And that's why we're taking time off this week when it comes to producing a brand new episode. Instead, we're sharing a very popular episode and one of my favorites. We actually recorded this episode back in October of 2020, which the year was one that I'd like to forget, but the episode is memorable. Let's get into the conversation.
1: Like, so I started seeing it in that lens and I was just like, God damn, all these times I could have died. Clearly, I'm not meant to die. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's something that has to change at this point. Like, I have to be me now. I'm tired of it. So that's why when I say I feel like I'm five years old is, is genuinely is how I feel. I feel like a kid now that's learning everything from the ground up. No Latinos telling me, yo, you can't do this. Not even just like nobody saying, and I'll say respectfully, fuck you in my head because you're not going to tell me what to do. You didn't even live what I live or oh, you didn't die the way I died. So my mentality is very strong and I'm glad because of my upbringing, but now it's just like a propellant. I was it's like jet fuel and shit like that you
0: know that was a clip from today's episode i really hope you're enjoying it so far before we get into the full episode just want to give a big shout out to you all for listening just want to say thank you and welcome to the King through this podcast brought to you by plural yo today on the podcast we've got my man kenny aka cloud kent Funny thing about us is that we actually grew up together in the same neighborhood in New York. So I've known the dude since, who knows, probably first grade. A little bit about Cloud Kent though, he's an up and coming street pop artist. His rough beginnings as a kid really enabled him to survive the concrete jungle. And although art was part of his life, he was put down and belittled for his talents, forcing him to live a life that truly wasn't his. Little did he know though, that his life would take a turn when he had to undergo an emergency open heart surgery at the age of 25. Coming out of it, it was really a second life for him. He would never view life the same way again. It was through that death that he realized who he truly was. Post-surgery, post-recovery, he completely transformed and evolved into what he has been all along, an artist. This, is the story of cloud Kent. I love the energy, man. You're just so hype. <laughs> uh, I, I typically start with the question, uh, around authenticity, man. So I'll start there when, you know, when people tell you to, to be your authentic self, you know, what comes to mind or like, you know, what does that mean for you?
1: I think for me, it means to let all barriers down, you know, um, I'm, like, such a genuine person, and for me, all my life, I was taught not to be a genuine person. You know, we grew up in the streets of New York, so you're kind of taught to, like, have this heavy armor on and not to show emotion or feelings, and now I'm an older man, and I'm just realizing, damn, I've really been living a lie as a life my whole life, so now it's like an awakening, so when we talk about genuinity now, it's like, I am so about it, like, I feel good talking about it now because it's something I'm not scared of no more. Like, I was scared to be my, my, my real self, like a creator, like paintings and stuff like that. So now that word genuinity, it really does, it means more than just a word. It's, it's a life. It really is you in a nutshell. I encourage everybody to really take the time to get to know themselves because it's invigorating. It definitely is. I'm in that state of nirvana, you know, where I'm like, I've learned so much about myself. And I'm still continuing, almost like a like a Pikachu and a, what do you, uh, ride at you, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that is just like, you feel strong, you feel powerful, and you feel like, okay, what's next? Where else can I go? That's all because of genuinity, 100%.
0: I love that, man. And your story is, is fucking powerful, man. It's dope. And I love how you spoke about, you know, where it started in New York. You know, tell me yeah. about, like, what what was it like growing up? Like, where'd you grow up and, you know, who was in your household? What What was that whole vibe like?
1: But, but Belle, you was a big part of my, my childhood. So you saw, you saw me actually like be engaged in art and I don't know if you necessarily saw me get put down for my art, but I definitely lost a lot of, you know, high, you know, holy name competitions where we went to school, but, uh, it all, yeah, definitely all started definitely developing in school where I just felt like very competitive with it. I just wanted to win, but I always got rejected. And that rejection has always propelled me. Like, I, I took that as, a, you know, how people say gasoline to the to the wildfire, you know? I, I've i grown up with rejection my whole life, even now. Sometimes I get rejected now and I'm just like, okay, add it to the, add it to the fucking cup, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, how else can I prove you wrong? I, I felt like I've always had a chip on my shoulder, like something to prove, you know? So I, I guess starting back in school in New York and obviously, um, Uh, family all around that the the, the real old school Latino security mentality kind of you know it made me the man I am today so I'm very thankful and I love I love my mom I love my family and stuff like that and the fact that they support me now is like a beautiful thing but it's just like I always had something to prove and like I had to prove it to y'all yeah I should have but you know that's life that's gonna be where, like, that's 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 life. You
0: know that, Fabelle. You know that. Yo, nah, I feel you, man. Tell me, tell me about that whole like Latino family, cause I'm sure like a lot of families. I mean, I get why they tell us like, first go to super security, get the job, is because they don't want they don't want us to struggle like they did, right? So like, yeah. <laughs> what were some of those things that you heard though? You know what I mean? Like, what what were what were some people telling you where you wanted to pursue art as you know career path?
1: I actually, me and my mother had a, a conversation about this like just recently. I talked to my mother like four times a day. Yes, I'm a mother's boy. And um, we had that conversation in which now I have younger siblings. You know, my siblings are 11. I have a sibling that's 16. And um, she buys them supplies. She gives them the world now. And um, and for me, it's like me looking from the outside in it. And I'm I'm proud of that. I am so proud to see that although my mother had that old school latino mentality that was passed down work hard structure security be safe i i'm glad that she evolved because now i'm able to see my younger siblings and i'm able to really not to be emotional about it i'm able to be like shed a tear about it, 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 it and not in sadness in in a, in a way where it's just like oh my we are really growing and everybody is really acting genuine uh, my mother's just studying everything now and it's like i broke a cycle i broke a. I feel like i broke a cycle and, and, and it's my job to kind of be more vocal about it because if other families knew about it latino families minority families knew about just the genuinity of how you could save somebody's life i was just fortunate that i i was able to find myself through art because i would be dead i would probably hurt myself or i'd be getting into some trouble it's just, it, it is what it is. I, I just, i I'm very thankful. So, not to knock down la- Latino mentality or anything like that, security, I get it. I do, and I thank her. I thank my family all day, but I, I can't help but to be like, damn, you know what? If I was just nurtured through that, like, where would I be now? I would never know that answer. But I'm glad, like, it, like I said, it made me the man that I am today, and I could... I I can never fall. So so like I said, like I I love everything, the the changes that are happening right now, the evolution. I'm still a young man. So for me to see that, uh, I feel like I made a true impact. So it just, I want to, I want to give the gift that keeps on giving, sort of say, I want to pay it forward, you know?
0: Oh, for sure, man. Nah, I mean, you really did break the cycle. I mean, on one side, I'm sure you're like, I'm sure you're like, yo, mom, it's dope that you're, that you're helping the nieces and the nephews. At the same time, it's like, Yo, Ma, where was the love when I was, you know, when I was coming up, Ma? <laughs> yeah, so true. So yeah.
1: true, man. Like, she, she, but she now, like, she she beats herself up sometimes now. And I'm like, Ma, listen, you know, that's all, all about growing and evolving in our lives, you know? We, we learn at our own pace, and I'm realizing that. We cannot be so hard on ourselves, you know? And it's easier said than done, obviously, you know? We're all battling something. We're all facing challenges, and the way we react to it, you know, I think it's important, you know, and that, that takes time to really react to it with poise and not not so much emotion, but with ah, dignity. is a good
0: word. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. you know. And yeah. our parents, our, pa- our parents do the best with what they can, man. Like, it's not their fault. Like, that's how, that's what they learned from their parents and, you know, right beyond and beyond. So if anything, like, you're helping everybody out, man, which is really dope. I want to get into to your story in, in New York in particular. Right. Cause you said like you were experiencing certain things, not only at home, but also like, you know, you, sh- you, you show up um, in certain competitions or you show people like, Oh yeah, I'm an artist. So like I do art and people would be like, what? Right. Like yeah. people make fun yeah. for that. Right. Like it wasn't a cool thing, quote unquote, to like be doing art back then, man. Hey, like, you cool. would
1: think you would think it would be cool, but I think it was, um, I don't know, maybe the, where we were at, you know, um, I don't know because people do move to New York. I I think we yeah. we were more on the ghetto side, you know. Like <laughs> that's uh, sometimes yeah. I hate to say it, but I feel like white people do appreciate the arts a little bit more some sometimes. But I, I've grown to know that like I was kind of bullied growing up by my 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 peers, like my Spanish people,s my Black people,s and I grew up around. You know, I love everybody, but that I mean that's the reality. Like growing up being young, you just don't know. Now it's different. Everybody loves the shit, but I guess it was the, the time period and the area we was living at. I really felt like bullied or like you shouldn't be called gay if you fucking want to pick up a pen and write or draw or take up a photography, man. Like, that's silly. You know what I'm saying? And and now realizing that as a grown man, I say it's silly. Cause everybody should be able to pick up Every every one of us is really creative deep down down inside. We're all kids. We just have to let it out. And if we keep on listening to distractions or outside noise telling us, don't do this or don't do that, we never gonna find out who we are, you know. So it's dark growing up like that and having that like I was almost like in the closet type of shit. But it's because of my artwork. Like, and now what you're seeing now in front of you is like a, a new person. Like. I feel like I'm five years old because of it. And you know, with the, with the heart surgery, that gonna give you a second life. And you just start to look at things like, look, take your rose glasses off and you just magnify life a little bit more. You, you start to look at things just a little bit differently, you know, especially with creativity.
0: Yeah, nah, I feel you, man. I mean, it wasn't even just art, man. I remember growing up, people would get made fun of for the dumbest shit. Like if you got A's, you were like, <laughs> yeah. like what? Why are you so smart? Like, that should be celebrated, not like that's made fun of. You know about. what I mean? Yeah. It makes no sense. I never got it. Like, we, I, I, we only, we would get glorified if we, um, if we like know, play basketball or like yeah. sports yeah. Or, or if you were like a really tough dude. Like, that's what, that's yeah. the only thing that gets glorified in the hood. You like,
1: yeah. It is straight up. I don't know, man. Like, I, I got along with everybody, but I knew deep down inside I was never. I didn't say, I was never a street, like, I was never a hood. But oh, me we, either, man. We grew up in that situation. I was like, I, you have to hang out with those people sometimes. And, you know, I love everybody, but it's just like, yeah, I don't really want to fight today. But guess what? I guess I got to fight today. What's, I hated that, man. I got into
0: a lot of fights. Bro, I hated that shit too, man. Just, like, front end. I remember, I remember in high school, uh, like, I, I would tell people I'm from the Upper West Side. Hey, people would, mm-hmm. would make fun of me because they said it yeah. wasn't tough enough yeah soft yeah right. but then when you get older and you tell people you're from the upper west side they are like oh my god yeah, i okay. love the upper west yeah. side it's yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah.
1: right exactly The now nav- you see how the narrative is different now like, that's the thing Look, i don't get that part but i guess times change you know i want to believe that you know with time comes uh, maturity not with everybody but i, I-, I do want to believe that because of personal experiences i could have went one route but i went this time does kind of uh play a major factor for sure bro especially with the background we had
0: oh for sure man (laughs) tell me tell me about that though like you mentioned you know you could have gone down one path but you found yourself um and then you and then you went down sort of like the right path let's call it what did you have a moment where you were like yo I'm about to go hang out with these hood ass people. And like, this isn't me. Like I quit this shit. That's, you know what I mean? Like what, what, exactly what, what was that thought process like? Before we get into that, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. This episode of the Duetas podcast is sponsored by McDonald's. Since 1985, McDonald's has given over $33 million in scholarships. You can win one of 30 scholarships available and win a scholarship of up to $100,000. This year, McDonald's is giving away $500,000 in scholarships. Since 1985, Hacer has helped aspiring Latino students achieve their dreams of going to college. But despite students' unwavering desire for progress, they still feel lost and powerless, making the need for support greater than ever. And that means it's time to Hacer more. Students can apply to McDonald's Hacer National Scholarship and go further, like Katia in Chasareta. To apply to the McDonald's Arcer National Scholarship, visit McDonald's.com/slash Hacer. That is H A C E R.
1: The thought process was after getting into multiple everything was kind of aligning, like one after the other after another. Like uh, I got robbed at gunpoint twice. You know, I had pieces to my head a few times, and it's just like at this point, it's not even like anything having to do with like gangs or fights. It's more like I got robbed by a crackhead. Like that was one of the things that led me to moving to Florida. It's just like the motherfucker is about to shoot me, and I got nothing. I had no money, no nothing. So for me, it was just like a wake up call. Like thank God I survived the situation, and I just wanted to give him my phone. But it was just like a wake up call. And prior to that, it was just a whole bunch of fights. But my sister was one years old, and I was just like. I already know how this path is going to go if I don't leave. And, you know, just being around negative energy and just knowing that I I was still a ball of energy deep down inside, even if it was a glimmer, I knew there was something in me. I just had to embrace it and um, had to move on. I had to change my ways or change my physical surroundings. And my surroundings was the concrete jungle. It was New York city. Everybody could talk about New York city as uh, rainbows and gumballs and sunshine but it, it really isn't always like that bro and we we grew up a little bit different so i know i know you feel it but i never had that nurturing care and like that art artistry and i wish sometimes i did because hey who knows but we don't know i'm here today and i'm able to talk about it and it's it, it's really like it's crazy to me it's it's really bugged out um but yeah i'm very fortunate i i, I had that moment though where i was just like a, a, a light switch i operate on switches so a switch came in my head and it was just like you need to do this like the inner gut feeling you know you need to trust your innate your innate gut feeling and i and i, and I went with it so i try not to ignore my gut feelings especially when it comes to giving people um you know a chance but yo we're animalistic creatures we have instincts we have to trust same applies to our growth. We really know what we have inside and what we want to do. Now the thing is the fear. Are we scared to know that or tap into that? That's what I feel. That's how I genuinely feel. But I, I'm I'm learning how to feel and get to know myself more. So that's why, um, and I'm always by myself. Even when I'm not by myself, I feel alone. So that helps me a lot too. Just like silencing the noise, you know, and just, Awakening. slowly but sure and, and what is
0: what did your gut tell you exactly when you had that when you had that realization?
1: You're like, gonna die, you I moved I just moved straight to New York the next day. I mean straight to Florida the next day. My gut said, You're gonna fucking die, Kenny. I swear to God And it was right. It was right. I wanted to have, having surgery in Florida. Five years, uh, five years later, I don't think I would be able to have surgery in New York. Too much distraction. You, you wouldn't be able to pay attention to your body like that. How many people do we know, especially Latino communities, that don't go to the doctors, especially in New York? I'll be dead over there, bro. Just another number. Without Wait, doing this.
0: What What happened though? You said you moved to Florida, but then you had heart surgery. But like, talk to me about like. What happened? Like, what was the heart complication? And yeah, yeah, so the, it's so, um, and it's so, and it's so interesting too because you said like I was gonna die, and most people would think like, yeah, I was gonna die in the streets, but then you actually had a condition that you realized right when you left, right?
1: I didn't know until five years later. So I thought I, I always thought innately I was gonna die young, like it's innately. Like when I say innately, it's my gut, <clears throat> and I and I did, I didn't manifest it. Like I really knew it on some clairvoyant shit. Um, so I didn't find out I had heart surgery until um, five years later from my initial move to New York. I never knew I had a heart problem. So my issue was a a birth defect, um, a structural defect, like my arteries were full nesting each other and shit uh, on a chokehold. Choke and um, yeah, I had my blood pressure really high and then I, I had chest pains a lot. And, you know, Stress does pay it, play a factor, but <clears throat> when it's a structural effect, a birth defect like that, you know, that stress just makes it worse. So that's why I try to keep a very tranquilo ty- type of, you know, and neutral kind of life now. Oh, shit. Silence this phone. Um, yeah, bro. So luckily I had somebody that basically forced me to go to the hospital, um, a doctor that I was really, really good friends with at the time, and she saved my life. Because I wasn't going to go to the hospital. Derek, that Latino mentality. Yo, I'm good. There's nothing wrong with me. Meanwhile, I'm fucking dying. I'm going like this. She's watching. I'm like, nah, I ain't going to the hospital. Nah, that's that's soft. You know what I'm saying? That's soft. And I'll be like, yo, suck, suck it up, son. Like, to myself. I talk to myself, and I'll be like, yo, suck it up. Stop being soft. You good. Like, is this stress? No, it wasn't. I almost died. <laughs> Heart attack. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, and then I had heart surgery, you know um, it was just like that, obviously there's more to the story from knowing the um, symptoms and then getting to the heart surgery that's a whole nother movie, but you know long story short, I had the surgery and I changed my life and I became an artist
0: yeah like what, what happened after you came out of heart surgery and obviously you survived but like did you have a mindset shift after that and like what what was that what was that like
1: I literally went through like a like a tunnel of a, of an epiphany um i had a shift in attitude i had a shift of change and i always felt like a soldier but after that i felt like a like a soldier of fortune you know what i'm saying like i felt very grateful because i still have a mission to do like i still have i still have things to do obviously because i didn't get taken away or god didn't let me go like so i started seeing it in that lens and i was just like god damn all these times I could have died. Clearly, I'm not meant to die. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's something that has to change at this point. Like, I have to be me now. I'm tired of it. So that's why when I say I feel like I'm five years old is, is genuinely is how I feel. I feel like a kid now that's learning everything from the ground up. No Latinos telling me, yo, you can't do this. Not even just like Nobody. saying. And I'll say respectfully, fuck you, in my head, because you're not going to tell me what to do. You didn't live what I live, or you didn't die the way I died. So my mentality is very strong, and I'm glad because of my upbringing, but now it's just like a propellant. Now it's just like jet fuel and shit like that, you know? So, yeah, man, I'm a totally different person from where I was five years ago, even yesterday. Like, I I do feel like I'm involved in that fast race, like a kid that he's just absorbing all this knowledge, and that that goes with knowledge with business. That goes to knowledge with creativity and learning. You know the basics, the fundamentals. It, it just comes with knowledge of just getting to know yourself. Like, it's like flirting with yourself, not not sexually, but you know what I'm saying. Like flirting with your brain and stuff like that. It's very important, really. It's underrated.
0: Oh, for underrated. sure, man. It sounds like you went. It sounds like you went through a lot of um, just like uh, self-discovery, almost, right? Like you you went through the thought process Big of epiphany. like. Yo, like people were telling me, X, nah, I'm gonna do this. It, and it's crazy too. It's so interesting being being an artist. Like I'm not an artist, but I could imagine, you know, going back to that, those or like early years where people I would- thing,
1: man. They weren't that
0: mad. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> 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 oh, the smiley faces?
1: But Bell drew dicks on them too, man. Don't let like, like him food. He drew some dicks on some d- on tables.
0: <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't remember that.
1: <laughs> that was me. I,
0: <laughs> I was about to say, if
1: probably
0: I probably me. tried to I probably tried to draw a smiley face, it probably ended up looking like a penis. The nose probably ended up looking like a penis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for, oh, for those shit. listening, for those listening and watching, I'm a terrible artist. I can't even draw a smiley face. It's pretty bad.
1: But it's the thought that counts, man. It really is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus you, right. you know what's cra- you know what's crazy too that i really like about your art is is your like your heart design that you have is such a staple in your art but it's crazy like you were always using that even before you had heart surgery right like yeah tell me I about like how that thing even thing. came up and like the realization after you had heart surgery like oh shit like this this is meant that, to happen
1: that that is exactly it that's where i feel like i get bugged out even talking about it because i don't feel like it's me at that point i feel like it like an outside intervention just came in and um, really just kind of was trying to communicate with me, you know, and telling me that, yo, um, you have something going on with you. Like you have this this old, soul, broken heart looking character in you, but you don't know where it's really from. Obviously, heartbreaks we all go through heartbreaks. I'm talking about relationships and stuff like that. So, but no, um. This character represents somebody truly broken um who who <laughs> I draw him with the ski mask now. I don't know if you you noticed it. he wears like a ski mask now it's a two part thing i you know I was told that I was bipolar my whole life, so for me, it's just like you see the character uh, without the ski mask and he's has his beard he just looks worn he looks broken um you know and he's he has he's handing out flowers and then I have the ski mask. The same heart, but wearing a ski mask, and he's just like, You know I'm gonna fucking take your like i'm gonna take your flowers, i'm gonna take your heart i'm gonna, I'm gonna use my water gun to to show you that I can love harder than anybody like this character is somebody who has been speaking to me since the beginning I feel and that's why he's very important to me and my evolution as as a person, not even just as an artist, just like as a whole um I do feel like God is immaculate in that in that kind of sense, man, I, he was giving me like this tool or this vice to prepare me for what was going to go on, you know, heart surgery, uh, multiple heartbreaks, and even now, just like just being a, a all around strong person. Even though sometimes I feel like I'm tired of being strong, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, facts, like, man. When is when it, when are we gonna like? When is it gonna be easy? It's never gonna be easy. <laughs> That's the truth. So, I think it's very important for us to be genuine in those times. Like, even if we have feelings that are harbored deep down the side, yell into a pillow, yell out, yell in your fucking car instead of listening to music, but vocalize. You know what I'm saying? I, f- I find myself doing that more lately. And I know it sounds crazy, but I, you know, I meditate now.
0: It's not I crazy. Man. To, I do that shit every morning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the yelling shit.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Nah, that is lying. <laughs>
1: But uh, no, but it's, it's all about um, the process of, uh, you know, just communicating with yourself and just being genuine. That's what I like, that, that's what I kind of like am voicing out now,
0: I think. Bro, it's that shit should, that should is so real, cause no one ever taught me about mental health when I was growing up. Like oh. family didn't talk what about that. that. Yeah, like, you know, my you family know? taught me or like my grandma should be like, talk to God. <laughs> you and know I know your grandma,
1: me? she's <laughs> hardcore. <Yeah. laughs> She was hardcore back in the day, man. But yeah,
0: like in in Latino, Latino, Latinos are such like heavy, heavy Catholic. So it's, it's very, it's very just like religion based. If you have a problem, talk to God, he'll solve it for you. But like, yeah, like we don't get taught enough to like look inside of us and like do our own like self-love and all of those things. You know what I mean? Like, was that something for you growing up too? Like you mentioned.
1: Yeah, definitely Catholic. Uh, (laughs) When I see my grandma nowadays, she sees me with all the, the, the tattoos and stuff like that. She's like can you? like i know she's like you're gonna go to hell and i'm like i, I i'm not but okay <laughs> but yeah very strong catholic um household man it just if you have any worries uh just leave it to god you know what I'm, and I'm not saying not to leave it to god but we have words aren't everything words are powerful but they're not everything a lot of it is action and when I say action right now, I say we need to take action and take accountability for our own actions, take accountability for taking care of ourselves, for really not being scared of to cry. You know, I was scared to cry for so long. I fucking cry. I watch like a Hallmark movie. I watch Notebook and I'll fucking cry now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, uh, I mean, I, I think that's the number one thing. And I think a lot of minorities uh, suffer. Not only minorities, but everybody. We all suffer from the fear of, oh, that's gonna make me look weak or that's gonna make me appear like a pussy or soft and shit like that. My whole life, I felt it. So, now you can't tell me shit. Now Bro, you can't do, tell me shit, I'm gonna, let it, I'm gonna let it out, no matter what, I'm sorry. How does that feel?
0: <laughs> how does that feel to just like let out your emotions? Cause that, it, now, it must be like such a relief, I'm assuming.
1: It's a, it's a relief because now I'm like, yo, this is how you used to bolster code, this is normal. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, Yo, guys, it's so normal. Like, don't let nobody tell you you can't fucking cry, yo, know? or you can't get mad or like, in a healthy way. Go outside, take a breath. You know, be grounded with mother nature. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all that stuff is normal, man. Like, it is. And we're not taught like that in the Latino household. We're not.
0: Nah, bro. I 100 man. I actually I, I go to therapy, and uh, my my therapist. I've been going to her for like years, and she and she was like. Pabel, you you haven't cried yet, and I was like, I'm sorry. Like, is that a problem? She was like, No, it's just weird. Like, typically, like people cry already. You know what I mean? Like, she says, like I haven't had a breakthrough yet because I haven't cried, and it's so interesting. But I I think I think like you said, like it's cultural. Like we're we're especially as men, you know what I mean? Like we're told to be strong, and we're told we're exactly we're told to hold our emotions in. Yo, there's so many relationships that for me probably would have been a lot better yep. if I knew how to communicate my emotions. But like, oh, I, yeah. I was never taught how to do that shit.
1: No, me neither. I agree with you 100%. I'm, I'm like talking to a mirror right now. That's crazy. God, yeah. there's not a lot of people I could uh, really talk to about it. So like, for me, it's like, yeah, it's like a revelation. Half of my relationships, and I, I take accountability, if I would have spoke about my feelings instead of having that pride and that wall so up high up the fucking clouds, I probably could have salvaged some of them. There were a lot of good girls, but you know, we have to grow from those situations and not take them as uh, you know cringy, but take them as thank you, yeah, you know? thank you. Yeah, I think that's the way we should see it. But um, I, I feel you on the not not crying part, man. I feel like you've made a great break breakthrough, even just feeling you out and talking to you right now after years.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's I think talking about it publicly. Is helpful no. like for, for example i know this is this is like your second podcast that you've done and the first one that you did i was listening to it and i mean obviously like your story is powerful enough as it is but it felt like one of those first times where you just like let so much shit out not to yourself but like to someone else you know what i mean yeah, with, with the, yeah. Was, I, was i just looking too much into that or is that how it felt for you no
1: it's exactly when i talk about it now and i've I've spoken to a few people about, like, the aftermath, how it it felt. I've I've never really spoken about what's happened to me. And I think um, I've engaged a lot of people because of that. Um, I've had more eyes on me because of the fact that I was able to be so vulnerable. I've never known how to be vulnerable my whole life. I'm 30 years old now. So, you know, I'm learning how to be vulnerable, but I'm also learning how to not be too vulnerable because I have a big heart. And sometimes that can be taken, you know, I could be taken advantage of. Now mm-hmm. that I'm at this state where I'm pure, like I feel pure. I'm obviously not pure. I'm a bad boy still, ladies. But uh, <laughs> I feel pure in the sense that I could love you purely and I could look you straight in the eye. I could give you my last dollar, my last shirt, and I could never regret it. You know, like that kind of purity of love, undying love and loyalty is what I have now, and I, I don't regret it. But sometimes I have to, I have to divert myself because people don't feel the same way; they can't reciprocate it. So I'm changing that much, like, oh, like I said, like a kid, that is just like I could be taken advantage of now. How do we kind of set some ba- boundaries, bro? That's the fucking word. How do we set? proper boundaries by communicating by vocally by vocalizing our uh, what what our wants are and also our needs health in a healthy manner not being in a disrespectful way or anything like that but purely in love and light. you know that's that's how I generally feel and after that interview just letting it out for the first time and like I said I, I reached a bigger audience so I'm so glad I was able to just be myself very genuine this is me this this is my life You know and people people were eating like eating it up and it made them feel good when they saw the interview just like you when you say you you felt a lot of energy and it's just like that's energy that it's in me that is the first time it's actually coming out so it is kind of like a like a therapy session like wow you know i feel really good that i can get to know myself still and at the same time help others because i i can relate to you like yes I can draw, I can do this, but I can relate to you. I also also could relate to you, 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 and that makes me feel good, the fact that I can give back. Because I got I got brought back.
0: <laughs> yeah. So why
1: not give back, you know? like It's my mission, and I, I, and I see it, you know? I do see it.
0: It's wild too, yeah. like, I remember, I, I don't know if this is how you felt, but I remember, like, the first time I was ever vulnerable publicly, it was on a Facebook post, and I was just talking about yeah. my experience at work, pretty much. And yeah. it's one, it's one of those weird things where it's not, it's not like standup comedians, right? They tell a joke and they instantly get a laugh. You gotta like wait for the comments to roll in or you gotta yeah. wait for the feedback. And when you hit enter or like on your case, you just like start speaking, but then the shit is published. Right. It's like, it's like a waiting game and you're probably like, ah, oh, people are going to make fun of me. No, one's going to give a fuck. You t- yep. Like you make up this story. Like, this is what I do. I, so, one of my I things like- I have like pretty bad anxiety. And what that yeah. makes me do is I just tell, I tell myself so many fucking stories in my head and they end up most of the time, not even being true. Yeah. Right. It end up, it ends up being the complete opposite. So like, I'm telling myself the story about like, no one's going to relate to this. Um, it's just me that's going through this. I'm alone. And then like, you get the feedback and you're like, dude, thanks for telling your story. It helped me out. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, was that your experience too? Before we get into that, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. This episode of the Ken podcast is sponsored by Coca-Cola. We are this far into the year already. Time has just flown by so quickly that I can't even keep up. And as we get into these later months of the year, a few things come to mind. I live in New York, so the drop in temperature is something that I've had to come to terms with. With the decrease in temperature brings an increase in layers, And the temperature changes, the leaves falling, all of that really reminds me that the holidays are coming. And for me, the holidays represent a time to reconnect with loved ones, with family, friends. Whether I'm celebrating the holidays in the Dominican Republic or here in the United States, one thing has always remained present. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola pairs perfectly with every holiday get-together. Enjoy the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family. Delicious food and, of course, ice cold coke.
1: Yeah, 100 percent, man. And that's why I, I find myself being more vocal now because of that. Um, that support, not only support, but that the fact that you, you feel genuinely like you helped somebody just off of communication like that, of what you got, Sim, very similar to what I've been through. And I find myself very happy that I, I, I'm able to tell my story now and not be scorned by it, and not feel any thorns or any pain thinking, oh, oh, you're you're this or you're that, but no, like people could really benefit from just words, man. Yeah. People could really benefit from that, from, from that trauma that you went through and to see you overcome it, people could really feel like, engage it and apply it to their own life. Yeah, so I think that's important, you know? I think that's very important.
0: Nah, for sure. Um, and I wanna come back to that, but I also wanna touch on um, your art in particular, right? Like, I'm re- like, you, you've had, a, you've, you've had a few jobs before, um, one in yeah. like the healthcare space. And it's, it's funny because, you know, sometimes like you tell people where you work or what you do for work. And if they know the industry, they're like, oh yeah, oh cool. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. worked in, um, on the ER unit, right. And people, you know, you tell me you work at a hospital. They're like, oh yeah. Hospital. Cool. But you tell people you're an artist and they're like, I'm sorry, you do what?
1: Yeah. They look at you sideways, uh, Even now, it's just like...
0: Especially you. You're Latino. You got all the tattoos. Like, what is that interaction like?
1: Yeah, They're like, oh, you must be a tattoo artist. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> That's it. You see the astigmatism? It's just like, all right, I may look rough. I may do this. But, yo, your boy listens to the classical music. I listen to fucking jazz just to, to calm me down. I, I study the greats. bangos, Gogh, Monet, like, Polak. You know, like, I study. You guys don't even know. Just because I look like this, you know, it doesn't mean, like, I got to be a tattoo artist, you know what I'm saying, named Cartoon or some shit like that, you know. But it, it, you you understand. It's just like, no, nah, I'm an artist. Uh, I could be a fine artist. I could be a pop artist. I could be all of that, whatever I set my mind to. But, you know, there's always that kind of a stigmatism to it. Like, you're an artist. Uh, you must not be steady or you must not. It is what it is. You're going to probably hear that your whole life, I feel, but I don't. don't yeah. Oh, for sure, <laughs> at, man. I, I mean... At this point in my life, I don't, I, don't, I don't care. I live my life, you know? And I think that's, that's very important for you to get so secure with it. Not security, but so secure within yourself that no man or woman could tell you you should live life this, 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 this way. Um, now, unless it's a negative way, then maybe you should listen. If it's a positive way, you're trying to do right by yourself and by your body and by others, then do it. Do whatever your heart like desires at that point.
0: Nah, it's not just you, man. I mean, we we all go through I think most people of color, you know what I mean? Like you know, we get mm-hmm. jobs and people are like, whose dick did you suck to get that shit? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. But it there's so many... it has
1: to be that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, it happens all the time, but there are so many just like, you know, assumptions that people have about us before they even get to know us, which is um which is really interesting. Do you it's feel funny, like man. Yeah, go do you for feel it. Go like we do
1: that sometimes. Do you feel like us going through our life and the way we got brought up and how we are actively learning about each other? Do you do you feel like sometimes we because we know ourselves somewhat that we see others who are lost or like they're not they're not there you know what i'm saying do we forgive that, those actions of, like how do you feel do you judge sometimes
0: like like if i see you walking down the street what i what i what i ask if you're a tattoo artist is that what you're asking me
1: more on a deeper sense more on the like I mean, yeah. you get into no no one one person and they're just like they're showing you this kind of energy and and you don't want to be rude about it but you have to be like mm-hmm. clearly they haven't been through enough with maybe within themselves that you have to mm to step off like do you feel like you have that ability to to cut yourself off from like negative you know energy around you like do you feel like that sometimes
0: i think now i do for sure man but before before i don't think i had the capacity to even like i I didn't even know like what type of people i wanted to be around like i didn't even know who i was to then even know somebody else um but to your point man i think it takes just a lot of like sitting down meditating thinking about what my needs are what my wants are yeah um, and like being real with that shit. you know what i mean like not just doing something because like every all the cool kids are doing it or like because the crowd is doing it you know what i mean um or because you don't want to be the only one doing it um yeah so yeah it's it's a lot of that i think yeah i do feel like that too
1: i always like going against the grain you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) In a way where it's just like even with, with uh, fashion or like with uh, painting or like anything that I do, I I, I, I want to make sure I do it from outside the box. You know, I don't want to do something that um, not a lot of people have done. I want to be different, but in a way that is still so genuine, but ex- exaggerated genuine now at this point. It's just like, all right, let's take it up a notch, but let's still be ourselves, you know, like in, in the form of expression, you know, I don't know if that makes sense yeah that's that how i sense. feel right now definitely i'm, cu- like, I'm,
0: cu- I'm curious to, or not. i'm curious to know like what's your next like you, you've been through all this growth and you know even the self-discovery now you're trying to be more vulnerable like what's the next challenge that you're even thinking about you know what i mean like
1: the next challenge that i'm actually um stepping into now which leads into the um more caring for our uh fellow fellow neighbors and friends our family is uh This right here is uh, Draw Hope. So I'm starting a foundation and actually, I have my mother um, kind of like running it, uh, Draw Hope Foundation in which we teach uh, the youth or anybody um, the importance of having the arts in our lives and how they can truly impact us in our future. The arts is something very important and it's sad to see that um, we see a lot of funds being cut off from it. So uh, I wanna make sure my, my foundation does it voluntarily. And I do it. I, I go out to communities that are not privileged, and uh, we teach them. Hey, <clears throat> we're going to be painting today, or hey, we're going to take up photography today. I get a special photographer for an Or today we're going to write about um, our feelings, or maybe we're, we're going to write a, a a little screenplay, or we're going to act it out. You know what I'm saying? Let's do some uh, improvisations. You know, that's what I'm going to do. Um, That's my next uh, journey. That's my next step. And it's uh, currently uh, being worked on right now. And I'm I'm very happy about it.
0: That's so <laughs> dope, man. Yeah. And I think I think one of the dopest things about it is that there are going to be kids that are in that class that are going to be you in New York that are going to be like,
1: yeah,
0: man, man, fuck this class. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then yeah. they go yeah. to it and they see somebody that looks like them. You know what I mean? There's a Latino potentially, a person of color. And they're like, and oh, just- shit. Like, he's doing this shit for real? That means I could do yeah. it. Exactly.
1: And it all comes back to being relatable. But, well, we, what Latino artists did we know back in the days? Or, or <laughs> Black? I didn't know. They're all white. I didn't know one of them.
0: I only so knew Basquiat. Like, legit, that's it.
1: <laughs> at Basquiat, yeah. At, at Basquiat, to be honest, I didn't even know about Basquiat. I have his tattoo right here. Oh, shit, yeah. I probably. didn't know about Basquiat until I was, like, 25, 26. Yeah. If we're being honest. You know, that's really how it is. that He made a big impact on me. Obviously, Keith Taring did, too. Andy Warhol. Van Gogh, we studied when we were kids. Yeah. You know, I still remember learning in Holy Name, maybe fifth grade, just painting in swirls just to get his um, his effect on the, on the canvas. And I still remember all my paintings from that time. I absorbed it, and I felt so comfortable. You know that? Like, I felt like, wow. Maybe I might cut my ear off one day. <laughs>
0: no. whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: But, 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 no, but, you know, because he has that paint. He had yeah. a painting without the ear. And I was just like, man, that's so cool. But at that age, you know, you don't know shit.
0: You but, gotta, um, bro, you live in Florida. You gotta, you need the ears for the sunglasses.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't be like this. But, um, you know what? It, it brings me back to something I feel like is very important. You know, just because. If you're a creator or an artist and you're not getting enough attention for it, you know, Van Gogh, he died poor. You know, um, um, artists, they they can live their whole lives without getting any kind of recognition. And it's sometimes, unfortunately, after death that you kind of get some rise to fame, but you will never see it. Um, I live with that sometimes every day, and this is my me being vulnerable right now. I feel like um, things are happening now, but... Uh, I feel like uh, there's a lot of pressure because of that. Like I have the pressure to be in the inside. I know what I have to offer, especially to this world. Now, how do I make everyone see it? Not only myself, because I see it. Right? So my pressure is: I could go any second. It could happen. Complication. Let's just be real. You can't. And that's everybody. We have to come to terms with that. You know how precious life is, Bell. We see it all around us. So the pressure that I have is. How can we keep this momentum going? How can we make multiple impacts on people that we love, or just people around us, to make sure this world is a little bit of a better place? So I'm in that place right now, where there's a lot of pressure, but it's pressure to to do good things and hopefully, you know, keep it going and not have to think about my early demise. You know, that's something I've always had.
0: Yeah, and it's 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 wild too, man. That story that you said about uh the favorite piece that you've ever made on the podcast it was so real because you know i haven't bought that much art but the art that i do buy i look at it every day and i'm just like like it tells a story to me you know i mean like it has so much more of an impact even if that artist you know god forbid passes away like their art lives on you know what i mean and i look at the piece every day when i'm i look at the piece every day when i'm down and and like it brings me back up you know what i mean um I would love to hear that story that you told about that, about that boy that you gave that painting to and just like his reaction and then your reaction to his reaction. You know what I mean?
1: So um, my mother actually told me about this fundraiser and this was uh, a little bit before my heart surgery, before I ever knew I had the issue. Back in 2014, um, I went to this fundraiser and um, my mother was telling me, hey, by the way, before the fundraiser, there's this kid, he's like about five years old. His name is Mikey. He's autistic. So um, his parents are kind of going to throw a fundraiser to raise awareness. And I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, I'd like to go. And she was like, wait, I have an idea. I, I feel like you should uh, paint something for him. And I was just like, at that time I was, I was painting, but also I was painting because I was trying to get out of uh, my, my hole that I was in from a, from a heartbreak relationship. So I was really painting just to get my mind off of things very healthy, you know. <clears throat> so my mother gave me that suggestion and I was just like, "You know what? I am going to do that." Ask his parents this, what's his favorite superhero? She relayed the message back to me and she was like, "Yo, um, his favorite superhero, you know, my mom talks like me too, but in a girly voice. <laughs> his favorite superhero is Super Grover. Get to work." And I'm like, "All right, say no more, Bob." So I'm starting to draw superhero, a uh, super Grover, you know, in my style. Make it nice and colorful. Making the colors pop. Got his eyes, beady eyes, and it looks fun. It looks like a lot of fun. Um, so the day of the um, the fundraiser, um, I'm just like, I'm nervous. I'm not nervous in a in in a way where it's just like I'm just anxious to really like want to make an impact. You know, like I think that was my first saving grace where I, I felt so shitty for my relationship and the way it went down but I feel like I could redeem myself maybe in a way where I hope this painting could make him happy I didn't even meet the kid yet so we go there and uh, I meet his parents and the the parents were like Mikey's over here and I'm like I'm anxious because I have the painting in the back I was like I can't wait for him to see this and stuff like that so I have the, I'm hiding the painting in the back of me, and I'm I'm like, hey, what's up, little guy? Um, my name is Kenny. Nice to meet you. And uh, he's not talking. He's just like, you know, staring off into space, just like totally ignoring me. He's autistic, so I'm like, okay, I got something for you. And then I just pull out the canvas behind my back, and I swear to God, the colors must have captivated him. He already knew it was super cool. He took the painting, and he took it from my like he just he just took it from me, and uh, he started kissing the canvas man he started kissing the canvas man and uh, at that moment i was just like wow like kind of like time slowed down a little bit and i just started to to realize that it's going to be okay <laughs> you know with what i was going through at that time like i needed that more than probably anybody ever knew i needed to see that so um and then um once he <laughs> he paused kissing the canvas he just looked up because he was sitting in his carriage, he just looked up to me, and um, and I would never forget the face that that he made, or you know, because he couldn't really talk, and he was just looking at me as, as if like he really wanted to say, "Yo, thank you, man, this shit is awesome like, th- thank you, like, thank you." And I was just like, "Wow, like I felt that. And then we, we took pictures together, but he couldn't get, keep his eyes off of me. I actually have the, the photo on Instagram. And I have hair and stuff. And I got like a bald face too, um, and I'm just like the happiest kid in the world, just like being right next to him. And uh, um, God rest his soul. Um, he died not even four m- months later, and it crushed me, Pavel. Like it, it, it did. It it really it made a big impact on me. So I made this in his honor. Um, I had the uh, tattoo artist just um tattoo draw hope and draw hope was it just came into my mind like instantly after uh days of just obviously grieving because he made such a big impact on my life and even just meeting him one time you know that that moment changed the way i look at art and the way i could bring out art to the world
0: forever and that that moment that moment would have never happened if you know going back to new york where you had that realization where you were like yo i'm faking it this isn't me I'm gonna be myself, right? Yeah. And because you're being yourself, you're able to do what you do and you love, which is art and look at the impact that you're driving to people. Um, as you as you look forward, you know what I mean, as as you look forward and you you know, think about like what's one thing that continues to inspire you to continue being your your authentic self.
1: I see my siblings now and they're like um they're kind of like following a very similar path that i am in right now and they're happy painting and they're they're able to communicate healthy with my um with my mother you know and um i i see them just being themselves and that makes me want to go further because it's just like it's invigorating and it, it, it and it's right it just feels right you know so going on forward i i you know like i said i'm continuing to evolve this is like I'm barely nowhere where I have to reach, man. Like <clears throat> I'm just now getting to know myself. Like I said, I'm like a five year old kid right now. So I'm just like very looking I'm looking forward to um continue continuing to make uh, works of you know art and to flirting with the canvases and just really telling a story that I feel like uh, can help others. I feel a lot of happiness, genuine jo- like joy, like helping out another person and in the in the same way. I help out myself as well. So, yeah, shit. That is going to continue to roll until this body gets out. Straight up.
0: Mi there. That wraps up this week's episode of the Kinthuera's podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a favor. Leave us a rating and a review. It just helps us in the algorithm to ensure that these stories get heard by as many people as possible. Scaling these stories and experiences is the only way that we're going to redefine professionalism. Thank you. I see you next week.